0: Tonight's story is entitled Steamboat Down the Irrawaddy by Alan Campling. Late in 1942, the Japanese held the whole of Burma. But what really upset me was that they didn't hold Major Camberley. I may have told you before that I don't approve of Majors. They're junior enough to be allowed to do daring things without involving high command if they make a box of it and lose a few lives, such as mine. But they're senior enough to be able to boss a hard-working captain like myself. I knew Major Cambly was bad luck when he turned up out of the blue to give us a lecture... On biscuits. On what, everybody said? On biscuits was the answer. And everybody said, he must be stone staring bonkers. That's a major all over for you. All right, you fellows. Now, rally round. <coughs> I suppose you all know the name of this revolting object that I'll hold up for inspection. You, Gunner, what's this? Sir, it's a reinforced concrete tombstone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not a bad name for it. Sergeant, what do you say? Uh, sir, biscuits, ration, emergency ones, sir. Yes, if you want to be all regimental about it. <laughs> but what do you call it when you're off duty, Sergeant? Uh, with respect, sir, we call it the dentist's friend. <laughs> well, you see, sir, those biscuits, well, I don't know what the effect would be if you belt loaded them and fired them at the japs. <laughs> but as sure as shooting, they weren't intended to be eaten. We tap them on our tin hats, sir, to knock out the weevils. And half the time, they make big dents in the steel. (laughs) I see. Yes. Well, I'll demonstrate what the sergeant just once said. Now, when I take some of you chaps into the jungle down south... Now, pay attention, please. When we go into the jungle, I say, we shall be carrying a great many of these famous biscuits. Chips' biscuits, they're called by civilians... Probably because Britain used to build ships out of them in Nelson's day and we're getting what was left over. (laughs) Now, you may not believe this, but there are some troops who do not care for these biscuits. They even comment on the weevils wriggling inside. They claim that weevils reduce the nourishing value of the biscuits. Can you see the little fellows that have fallen out of this biscuit? Uh, Mind they don't bite (laughs) you, (laughs) sir. On the contrary, it's up to them to mind out I don't bite them. Now watch. Oh, no. Yeah, no. Look, the oh, silly sir. blight has eaten the weevils instead of the biscuit. Oh, it fair you up, don't it? Still and all, there could be more taste than that flippin' biscuit, eh? All right, chaps, now simmer down. As you saw, I've eaten the weevils. I hope this will change your minds about their being poisonous or disgusting. Perhaps now you will be prepared to give weevily biscuits a chance when that's all you've got to eat. Any questions? May I ask a question, sir? Captain Travers, isn't it? Yes, sir. Go ahead, old man. Sir, you mentioned taking some of my men into the jungle. That's right. You'll be interested to hear I'm taking you, too. Sir? Well, your chaps are gunners, and I'm a cavalryman myself, so you'll be coming along, you see. Sir, I realize you can't disclose military secrets. Go on. Well, sir, I was wondering what part of the jungle you had in mind. I mean, you wouldn't be moving north towards India because our army already holds it. East and west, the mountains would prevent our heavy guns getting through. Nobody said anything about heavy guns, Captain Charles. No, sir, but gunners aren't much use without them. Captain, I asked for questions, not lectures. Yes, sir, but that only leaves the south, and there's maybe half a million of the enemy in the jungles to the south. Am I to understand... You're that you are would... to understand, old man, that where the enemy is is the only sensible place for long-range penetration. Does that answer your question? Yes, of course. Thank you, sir. Jolly good, sir. Any more questions? Yes, Sergeant. Uh, with respect, sir, the regiment's very undermanned. I doubt if there's 500 free from malaria or dysentery, or both, sir. Would you be taking all the fit men with you and leaving the camp open to attack? How are you, chaps? Do jump to conclusions. No, I never said anything about 500 men. I see, sir. So my gunners will only be part of a composite force with other troops. Sir. There you go again, Captain Travers. No... I'm not taking 5,000 mixed troops against half a million, and I'm not taking 500 either. Eight. Got that? Eight. Gracious me, I couldn't draw enough biscuits for any more, let alone enough fresh meat in the form of live weevils. Now could I? the speed down, Popeye. I'm not in any hurry to get my head shot off.
1: If I cut the speed any lower, she will not steer properly. Well, keep it to the center
0: of the river as far as you can. Japs will have your head off in five minutes for collaborating with the British. So bear that in mind if you're thinking of arranging an accident. What?
1: I wouldn't risk my steamer, sir. It was my livelihood before the war and I hope to be carrying cargoes again when the peace returns. And that's not to mention passengers who are paying their way. Quite
0: right, Popeye. Don't mention that, whatever you do. I might think you were being cheeky. Oh, hello, Travis, old man. Morning, sir. Now, don't you think you could call me Campbelly when we were alone, old man? All my friends do. What did you want to see me about? It's about this stand of rifles we brought along, sir. You see, my men, being artillerymen... Oh, they can pop off a rifle, all right. I had a word with your adjutant about that. In fact, I insisted on taking the nearest he had to first-class marksmen. The rifles are for defense, then, for protecting the steamer, sir. They jolly well are not, not by any means. We shall be parking alongside the bank tonight and every night, Travis, old boy. And you will be landing with four of your chaps at a time to slide off into the trees and cause alarm and despondency. That's why I've ordered them to sleep all day, and I hope they're doing what they're told. I don't stand any nonsense, old man. I can't very well confine a man to barracks for being naughty. You might tell them that the first lad who's disobedient will be flogged and the next one will be shot. I hope that's perfectly clear. Captain Trevor, sir. Keep your voice down, Sergeant. Seen anything? nothing? No, sir. You asked me to let you know when we were oh. half a mile from the boat, sir. We got that far already. I thought... Well, you can't judge time or distance in this jungle at night. Okay, got the 36 set? Yes, sir. The major set the frequency. You better turn the gain to maximum and extend the whip area. I know how to use a radio, Sergeant. Yes, sir. Hello? Victor Tear Abel. Victor Tear Abel. Report my signals. Over. Victor Tear Abel 1. Receiving you, strength 4. Victor Tear Abel, your strength five, sir. I'd rather not raise my voice. We're at the first checkpoint. Over.
1: Victor Tear Abel,
0: one. All right. Press on regardless. And don't bother to check back again until you've engaged some of the jolly jabs. Over. Victor Tear Abel, over. Out. Any orders, sir? Yes, Sergeant. Press on regardless. Nothing else, sir? His lordship doesn't want to be bothered again until we walk into a trap and who's that crashing about like a wounded elephant? Sir, Captain Travis. Keep your voice down, you clown. Oh, sorry, sir. Can carry a mile at night in the jungle. Sergeant, they're not a mile off anyway. I've seen him. Don't you know how to make a report, ma'am? No, sir, I'm a gunlayer, so sir, not a dead leg infantryman. It's a kind of ammunition dunnerhead. I've told the other lads to stand where they are. Ammunition dump? What about sentries? Bob wire all round it, sir. Sort of a square shape. Maybe 200 yards each side. And a guard room. How's it lighted? What, the dump or the guardroom? Both, you silly soldier. Both of oh, right, them. All right, all right. Hold your ear on. I'm trying to think. Yeah, there's no light on round the ammo. It's like in an opening in the jungle and the moon shining. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, there's a kind of a flickering light you can see through the guardroom window. Probably an oil lamp, would it be? You still haven't mentioned sentries, didn't you see any? Mm-hmm. We'd better go and have a deco, sir. So Show the way, Macduff. And I told you to roll your sleeves down. We can't afford to lose a man to malaria. Not even an half-wit like you, Charlie. You're on a charge when we get back to camp. If we ever do get back to camp. Hey, there's somebody coming out the guardroom, sir. Yeah. take my night glasses. Can you see him? No. Yes. My word, he opened and closed that door smartly. Blackout regulation, sir. What, out here in the flipping jungle with no enemy troops around? Stop jabbering, will you? Oh, it's not annoying. a blackout regulation or that would have covered that window, we wouldn't see the light flickering. Hey, I believe that's some kind of officer. He's not carrying a rifle. Is he moving slow, sir? Kind of on tiptoes? Very quiet and careful, sir? Yes, I wonder why. No, I know why. He's got it into his head that his poor clapped-out sentries are having to keep on the job. And he's going to sneak up and catch them at it. Rotting officer trick, that is. You watch your lip, or I'll have you on a charge. He's gone out of the gate in the wire. He's creeping up on one of the sentries. I I can just make him up with these night glasses. He, Oh, no, don't do it. It... What a rotten... What's he done, sir? Kicked him, has he? What a filthy, disgusting... Take the glasses, Sergeant. I don't want to see any more of that. You're looking quite green, Captain Travis, sir. What's going on? What's he got in his hand, eh? He's he's creeping up to the next sentry now, it looks like. He's got something... something shiny in his... Oh, you stinking, lousy, rotten animal, you. I wish someone would tell me what's He's killing them. Coming... That's what, man. He's what? killing them. He's using his sword. The oh, murdering. Here, give me that Bren. All this drama about a couple of Japs getting killed and where he had to There's do this. There's ways job, and ways son. for a soldier to die. And that officer's gonna. Over here, all you gunners. Rally on the Bren. Wake it up now. Oh, that's
1: it. Hold your fire,
0: Sergeant. Hold oh, my fire, sir? Yes. But the guard will come pouring out now. I the... want them to come pouring out. I want them to wonder whether they've heard a machine gun or not. Now, don't go on firing or they'll be sure. And then we'll have some kind of field telephone or radio in there and they'll alert headquarters. I get it. Now, all you men, take aim on that door of the guardhouse, but don't fire until I give the word. And then give it all you've got, okay? Now, stand by. Steady. Now, here they come. Fire! In your sights and he'll kill all of us if we don't get him first. Sergeant, get that stack of jerry cans in the corner. That should set the ammo off nicely. Well played, Sergeant. What a pity Campbell he wasn't sitting right on top of that lot. Then he could all go home instead of sticking our necks out for his crazy ideas, whatever they are. It was a completely stupid way to go about things. Each day we cruised down the Irrawaddy, the men sleeping below decks and that lunatic major with his pistol sitting in a deck chair behind the poor fellow who owned the steamer, urging him deeper and deeper into enemy-held territory. Each night, I took a few men into the jungle and did some kind of damage. We didn't hang about, but came herring back to the boat, which would then splash off about half a mile further south and then be tucked away under the overhanging branches, out
1: of sight. One day soon, Your Honor, there's going to be a fighter plane over our heads and... Keep pens. your
0: mind on your driving, Popeye. I'll worry about the planes. You don't seem to worry enough about them, sir. Hello, Travers. I thought you were getting your head down. I'm too anxious to sleep properly, sir. That's cargo on the foredeck I there... I told you all to stay well away from it. hope you haven't been poking around there. If you have, I'll have you court-martialed. I keep telling you to mind your own business. The safety of my men is my business, sir. Very commendable. They're my men for the duration of this mission. And so is that tarpaulin on the foredeck. And so is what's underneath it. What do you fancy it is, anyway? Explosives. Tons of explosives. It isn't. Well, then it must be... I'm not playing 20 questions until you guess what it is, old boy. I went to immense trouble to get that boat aboard when you and your men weren't anywhere near yeah, the steamer. There's far too much secrecy about this whole trip. Why haven't the Japs sent planes to sink us?
1: Why aren't they waiting for us on the banks, and why are Far
0: we... Far too many questions. What a terribly curious chap you are, old boy.
1: Very good questions, Your Honor. Very sensible question. Oh,
0: gracious me, mutually on the bounty, what? Well, I'm a reasonable man. In the first place, the Japs have banned steamers from this river. The way their mines work, that means there are no boats on it. So why should they send planes to bomb boats that aren't there? Well, they'll soon figure it out if we go on making these night raids indefinitely. I mean, two or three may not show them a pattern, but it's been five nights on the trot, and even the dimmest you're commander... You're perfectly right, old boy. I'm counting on it. You want them to whistle up planes and guns to knock us off? Then? Oh, what a limited imagination it is. You must be more tired than I thought. Tell you what, Tatters, take the night off. Sergeant Fisher can lead the landing party tonight. I'll go with my men, sir. You're jolly well, won't you, you'll do as you're told. Tonight you'll stay aboard and operate the 36 set. Keep in touch with Fisher by radio and let me get a bit of a rest. Staying awake half the night while you fellas go romping through the woods having all the fun? Oh, no, it's not good enough. You can play wireless operator tonight, old boy. And we'll give the sergeant a chance to win the VC on his little lonesome. Oh. Hello, Mike Victor Tear, Report my signals, Over. Hello, Mike Victor Tehr. Report my
1: signals. Over. They don't answer, Captain. I should have reported back half an hour ago. I think they are all dead. We can go home now. If there's been any action, we'd have heard the shooting. I go to the Major's cabin and tell him. Oh, let that fat fool alone. Bringing him into it only means trouble. I agree with your Honor. I haven't seen him since it got dark and he went to his cabin. Perhaps your Honor should go after the men. If I don't get an answer soon, I'm going to do just that.
0: Hello, Mike Victor Tear. Report my signals. Over.
1: Mike Victor Tear 1. Receiving you straight five. Over.
0: Mike Victor Tear. What going on? Over. Mike Victor Tear 1. We've come across an encampment. Maybe 40 or maybe 50 men. Only tents. No permanent buildings. We're waiting for the sentries to settle down. Over. Mike Victor Tear. Scrub the mission. I say again. Scrub the mission. You can't tackle a force that big. I knew this would happen. They're obviously a defense unit looking for us. Leave them alone and get back here. Over. Mike Victor Tehr 1. Sir, these aren't frontline troops. They're this sloppy and careless. Not jungle trade at all. We've got them where we want them. As soon as their sentries get their heads down, we can wipe them out. Over. Mike Victor Tehr, I have given you a direct order. Four rifles against 40, you don't stand a chance. You don't even have the Bren with you as I've stayed on board. Now get back here at the double. Over.
1: Mike Victor Tehr 1. Your signal strength has faded. I can't hear you above strength one with strength two interference.
0: Over. Mike Victor Tear, don't give me that. Don't pretend you didn't hear me. You are not to tackle that formation. I say again, you are not to attack. Acknowledge this order. Over. Hello, Mike Victor Tear. Report my signals. Over. Oh, blast the man. Hello, Mike Victor Tear. Report my signals. Over.
1: I think your telephone is broken, Captain. I'll break that sergeant if he... Hello, did you hear that? The stupid idiot.
0: There is fighting. There is murder. Four men against 40. And It's all the fault of that fat madman in my cabin. My men should never have been sent out there, and I told him so. Camberley! Camberley, you fat murdering pig, open this door. Let me in, do you hear me? I'm going to smash your face in it and I'll, I'll stamp you into the deck, you crazy irresponsible scum. Open this door and I'll open your throat. You've killed my men, I tell you. You've killed my men.
1: Here, Captain, drink this. Uh, what's that foul stuff? This? sometimes it's called Paglapani, madness water. But I think you call it spirits. Drink, it will help you. That
0: coward hiding in his cabin. Well, he can't stay there forever. The door is very
1: strong. The lock is good.
0: I know. (sighs) Not good enough to stand up to a bullet. Carefully, if you don't open this door by the time I count to ten, I'll put a round through the lock. You hear me? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. That was the safety catch coming off. You fat murdering swine. Eight... Nine. Hello there, old boy. What?
1: Where is he? Captain, sir. Their major is on the riverbank. Not in the cabin at all. Look there. All in, Captain Crabberson. Permission to come aboard. You, you're still alive, and,
0: and the others? No casualties, old boy. Apart from 47 of the enemy. Didn't you hear us knocking them off? Would you mind telling me what's going on? Now, you fellows, run off and get some shut eye did a grand job tonight. Come along, travelers. I see you've discovered the bugle here. Ah, Come along in. We'll share a tot or two. That's the idea. Ah, You look quite distressed. What are you doing with my pistol? I say, you've got the safety catch off, too. Now, that's very careless. It can go off and hurt somebody. Really, you artillery men. Shocking discipline, really. The four men under Sergeant Fisher had stumbled across the heavily armed search party and waited for them to relax. Then Fisher, in defiance of my orders, which he pretended not to receive, had opened fire on them. As a gunner, he didn't know that standard infantry tactics say that when you're surprised like that, you withdraw away from the direction of which the fire is coming and regroup for a counterattack. He wouldn't have stood a chance with the 30-odd survivors of his first attack. They'd formed up under a prominent tree, which had probably been pointed out to them for the purpose before they lay down to sleep. Then they fixed bayonets and... Keep down, you men. The blighters are getting ready to have a go. Struth, we're in a nasty spot now. We'll never make it. They're between us and the river. Look, I... I don't see how we're gonna... Uh Uh-oh. Stand by, chaps. Here they come. Oh, for a brin. Just one brin. right here and now. Take aim.
1: Fire! Oh, there's just too many of them. We'll never be able to...
0: Here. Here, who's that with the bread? Up that tree. Keep down, boys on our side. Oh, we're going to come through. But, but who? Who for Pete's
1: sake is up that tree with the...
0: Fat Major Camberley was up the tree with the Bren. He'd followed my gunners into the jungle with it. It just goes to show what a rotten lot of jungle fighters they were. They never even knew he was there until he saved their lives. And why shouldn't he? If it hadn't been for him, they wouldn't have been in danger anyway. I told him so next morning, to wipe that silly, self-satisfied grin off his ugly face. Well, that's your opinion, old boy. And mine is... Listen. Quiet. I can't hear anything. No, that's because you don't know what to listen for. Yes, that's it. What are you talking about, sir? Well, this is where you earn your pay, Charles. Get your men up and get me to pulling off that mysterious object on the foredeck. Lively now. Bye bye. Sound the siren. Get fair in there, you idle artillery men all hands on deck,
1: everyone up and about.
0: Off you go. Get that top balling clear away. Jump
1: to it, man. Your Honor, Major, look at that.
0: Now, don't get too excited, man. I've been expecting it. All right, Travers. It's your business now. Well, I'll be bloat. Got your full team here now, Sergeant? Whole present are correct, sir. But what's the target? HE-119. Charge two, number one gun. Target of opportunity. Number one gun ready, sir. Destroyer, dead ahead. Over open sights, fire. Number one gun fired, sir. Reload, repeat.
1: Captain, captain, please stop you making my poor boat rock. She'll fall apart with your big cannon firing from the deck like this. Stop him, Major. Not on your
0: life, provide. Ah, can't we come all this way attempt a Japanese destroyer up from the sea into the river, and now we've got her here. Whee! Whee! My friends, the gunners are going to blow her out of the water. Whee! The Japanese destroyer had been tempted into the mouth of the river by wild rumors that the British had a regiment of commanders on the Irrawaddy. When we sank the destroyer with the 25-pound howitzer on the foredeck, she settled nicely as a block ship that prevented the enemy using the river to bring up supplies. Mission accomplished. I forgave Major Cambly for sticking my men's heads into a noose the minute he got us all back, safe and sound. They forgave him too. In fact, they voted unanimously that he should be given the distinguished service order and all the weevily biscuits he could eat. High Adventure is produced by Anne Freed and directed by Henry Diffenthal.